Okay, here we are for episode number three, and this time I'm going to interview Andrea Lang. And I'm excited to, she's the children and family pastor here at Church of the Cross. And when I started talking about mentoring, I went to her because I really wanted to have some leadership under somebody at the church and her doing the family ministry kind of made sense. Uh, as we talked about families being not just parents and kids, but a family being to a couple or a single person and just looking at families in whole at the church. And so she has been uh, somebody that I've run everything by and helped me brainstorm and have ideas. And so it just made sense that she would be the first person that I would interview uh, as we do these mentoring groups and kind of talk about different things. And so um, we thought we would start with an icebreaker. Do you want to explain it, Andrea? Sure. I just thought maybe it would be fun as we're getting to know each other. You know, sometimes, as Melanie has said, we'll do the deep dive, but other times um, just like to know, I love to know people's favorites and stuff like that. So this is straight off of Facebook. <laughs> so um, here's the question. It's one of those ones where like, here's a list and you pick three you can keep out of the whole list. So books, wine, cats, music, art, beer, tea, dogs, movies, coffee, social media, and chocolate. So they're all kind of luxury items if you've been listening to um, the podcast um, that Joel's been doing. Um, I wonder, okay, I'll do mine and then you do yours, Melanie. Okay. Okay. So I think I absolutely am a giant fan of hot beverages, but if I had to pick one, I have to go tea because that feels a little more flexible. And then I have to go music because that is a huge part of my life. And then the third one, I am on the fence between chocolate and uh, art. And that's actually harder of a decision than you might <laughs> expect for those of you that love visual art. You're like, what? No. Um, so I think in this very moment... Um, I think I would have to choose art, but know that chocolate is like <laughs> a daily two o'clock ritual for me. <laughs> All right. I actually feel like it's helpful that you said in this moment, this is what I'm choosing. Cause I, I think that sometimes I read these and I'm like, I'm locked into it forever. And I have to say the right answer forever. And I can be like, right now, here's the feeling, but this is just a game. <laughs> I don't have to bond with it forever. So uh, if I have to, in this moment, pick three that I'm going to keep, um, I would say books for sure. Um, uh, definitely not cats. Um, social media is one that I feel like I'm supposed to not say because somehow that seems wrong, but I, I, I do feel like I have a, a I have an issue or a sickness or I don't know. I just, I and enjoy you just have a lot of friends. I have a lot of, I enjoy just knowing what's going on in people's lives and being able to share what's going on in my life. Cause I, we've established I'm an oversharer. And so, you know, social media is a pro con kind of situation for me, but I, I feel like at this moment in my life, I just really need it. Uh, and then my third thing would be, uh, I guess, you know, post-COVID COVID and uh, <laughs> staying at home, 
movies feels like the third thing. Like this is this is what I've been doing for the last year, and I cannot have done it without social media and movies and books <laughs> and also wine. But you know, I'm moving on from that yeah. because we're on the other side of quarantine and making healthier choices. <laughs> It's good. It's it, in your groups. You can say what would be that fourth thing you're on the fence about because it's also very telling. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. Hopefully, this is just a place to jump off, get to know each other a little better in kind of fun way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so jumping off of this idea that we have all just been in quarantine um, this last year, Andrea and I were talking just about some things that maybe we've learned, observations, and so we kind of pulled one thought out. Uh, maybe Andrea wants to share of uh, uh, what one thing that she's one of the many things <laughs> that was learned during uh, quarantine this year. Yeah. So um, what I was thinking about this morning was how one of the things COVID has taught me or I learned in this year was in some areas of my life, I need to play a longer game. And um, I offer in example, uh, my habits around Bennett and reading. So reading is something it's a classroom teacher asks him to do every day. And it's become, it had become just a real place of struggle in our family life. Two of my kids love to read. And then Bennett has decided he really, really doesn't like to read. And so um, COVID allowed for enough change in our family life that it was kind of like I couldn't all day make him be on his computer, do his homework and do his other homework and also do this reading. And so it gave an opportunity um, to look at this problem a different way. And um, so what ended up happening is I started reading to Bennett um, what his required reading. So that was in the evening and we made it a little longer. And um, and I, I kind of in that I had to give up on some of my sense of what success looked like. I kind of thought, well, ideally you'd read by yourself. That's that's the goal here. But I had to kind of set that aside. And then I also had to jump in in a way that was like, you know, I, he's not picking up this torch. I'm not passing this baton happily or it's not. Um, and so it was something that I could enter in and, um, and help him out with. And so um, that sense of like being the change you want to see kind of thing and, um, and looking at it from a different direction. And I will say coming out of COVID. Oh, and the other thing is it also became a place of like honesty because as much as Annika and Toby really like to read, I don't like reading. And so it was actually a place where we could bond over a common struggle instead of me being like, you need to do this thing better. When in reality, it's not something that I do very well. So there was a piece of honesty. And I think he liked the fact that like, oh, you also struggle with this because common common ground at your house sometimes yeah right because the older two really talk about books a lot um so anyways so that sense of like playing a little bit of a longer game because in the end i want bennett to have a good better relationship with me better relationship with books he's young in school he's only in fifth grade he's got a lot longer to go and um 
and the sense of like peace in the house was actually more important than that tiny goal Mm -hmm. so um yeah we were talking a little bit about forest and trees melanie where i was you know the sense of like hyper focused and and before covid the speed of life felt Mm -hmm. so fast that it was like everything had to fall into their place but i feel like this kind of unplugging of life allowed for a broader perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it reminded me of a story from Jake's childhood that was not a COVID story, but of um, him also being in this elementary school age. And he was a great reader, but he was not a great kid in the classroom. He was, you know, busy, had a lot of energy, wanted to touch all things and all people. And um, teachers would come to me exasperated and with solutions that were going to control him in that moment. And I pretty quickly realized I am going to parent this kid. Like this teacher's got my kid for nine months and then he is not their problem anymore. And their solutions were often very short-term oriented. And I needed to say, who am I trying to raise this kid to be and what value, especially, um, especially what value has God created him with all this energy and with all this, you know, desire to touch and all these kind of things, like who is God creating him to be and how do I nurture and develop that? Um, And not that I'm denying he's a problem in the class or not that I'm unwilling to work with the teacher, but my focus and my sort of my priority is not to help the teacher have a kid that behaves properly in their classroom. I priority is to look at the whole picture of who he's going to be and how I'm going to get him through all 12 grades, not just second grade and how I'm going and who he's going to be as an adult. Um, And so it's definitely uh, interesting. It's this back and forth because you do have to deal with the right now, but you also have to have this sort of mind of what is the bigger important thing for the long term. And we kind of talked about you know, connecting this to the middle of last week, like we live in the middle of our life, but we're sort of ebb and flowing, looking at the trees and looking at the forest <laughs> and right or riding a wave is what I was calling it of different things. Yeah, yeah. And how, um, how oftentimes, and this happens on a personal level too, where you know, we have these things in our life we're just kind of hitting a dead end about. And um, the solution oftentimes isn't just keep pushing and and that we have to like pull off a little bit or get a bigger um, perspective and um, out of that sense of pressure cooker. So maybe some of you know this about me because I feel like I bring up this verse in a lot of settings, but um, in Romans too, and I looked it up ahead of time. I do not memorize um, locations always, but um, there's a phrase where it says, God's kindness leads us to repentance. And um, obviously repentance in the context of, you know, you know, there might be things that are really going wrong, sinful behavior that you need to turn from, but also just like when you're stuck, you need to turn, like, where is that sense of, and it, and I, I have to often be reminded that it is kindness (laughs) that leads us to change. And some of that is a bigger perspective. Some of that is coming alongside. Some of that is where's the pivot in our lives that, um, 
was is unexpected um, that really offers change and release and hope and um, solution that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I guess I would love to encourage in your groups um, some dialogue about either narratives in your own life where a solution came that wasn't what you anticipated or um, a sense of pulling back or, or away from something um, or maybe something about um, what a big picture goal would be when, when you're stuck on that sort of micro hyper-focused trouble. Because mm -hmm. um, we were even talking about this in this in the re realm of like personal disciplines too. Right. Like not only disciplines in our children's lives or in people around us, but like all the things we think we have to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I was thinking about, I was talking to my sister this morning, uh, I boxed her with her and uh, circling back to the bathroom issue that I told you guys about in the first time. And and just kind of processing that during our kind of crisis years, it made sense that my bathroom cleaning was a lower priority than other things going on in my life and learning to give myself grace about some of that stuff. Um, and which is actually something I often, my close friends, when I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this right and I'm doing that wrong and blah, blah, blah. I, my friends are constantly like, you are so hard on yourself. You do not give yourself enough grace, um, which is, so great to have friends who remind me of that like thank you thank you that i needed that word today um and so kind of thinking through like the changes of life so during the crisis time it made so much sense that my bathrooms were a super low priority and maybe it was a little embarrassing how dirty they were but i was dealing with everything else and that did not need to be something i worried about um and now i'm transitioning back and kind of giving myself this pep talk of like okay you're not in crisis anymore there's a place for cleaning your bathroom. <laughs> and so kind of mm -hmm. saying, where can I re-add that to my routine in my life? And so, um, so it is kind of looking in and out of pictures, like in the big picture of chaos, the bathroom does not matter. In, you know, in a different stage of your life, that can be something that's brought back in. And so, yeah. And it, ha and I think we do this as women in lots of areas that, um, that kind of hard on ourselves around discipline or uh, so, so, like it can be quiet times. Like how many mm -hmm. preschool moms are like, I can't even find a moment to, to go to the bathroom by myself, let alone have a, you know, pray or whatever. And, and I think just giving us ourselves space for different stages or exercise is another great one um mm -hmm. you know that there's times in life where you're just crushing it and then other times in our lives where and it's not that i i guess i don't think it diminishes it like it's not like well that doesn't matter in this stage and mm -hmm. exercise is always good but you know, sometimes the fresh air is actually what is the most important and not how much you're sweating. And like they have different value in different seasons. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I guess this is kind of like a mashup of two things, maybe mm -hmm. like that sense of long game, because that's what and then also kind of what disciplines and routines 
and the small changes you can make to play a longer game mm -hmm. and to be kind to yourself and to others around you if you have a fifth grader who's trying to read so <laughs> um, yourself and others <laughs> to um, have a bigger vision yep for sure so um did we give them questions yet sort of along the way, <laughs> along the way we, i will uh jot the questions in the notes in case you missed them along the way but um we're excited to hear what you guys talk about this week and hope that uh this conversation made sense to everyone <laughs> that you followed but i think it was fun to kind of share and uh hear from andrea and i had fun and i'm looking forward to doing this with somebody else and i hope you guys enjoyed it as well have a great day yeah. bye bye